In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. When we think of who Jesus is to us, it's usually quite easy for us to come up with various uh, names. Savior, Messiah, the Christ, our Redeemer. But Jesus is also your friend. And in our world, a good friend is hard to come by. So when we find one, our natural tendency is to hold on tight. Friendship as a human desire is an interesting topic, one we won't quite get into today. But consider how extraordinary friendship is to us. Many would say that their family members are the most important people in their life. Yet how many of you would also consider your closest of friends to be like your family? When we consider how mobile our lives are, and how families aren't as grounded to one town anymore, it's our friends who live close by that become like our family back home. And of course, we'd never say that our friendships replace our family, but it would be difficult to say or to look at those good friends and not think of them like our family. Today's reading is a continuation of last week's Gospel, where Jesus describes himself to be the vine and we his branches. Apart from him, there is no good fruit that comes from us. That text confirmed what we know is true. Abiding in Jesus is a good thing, and only good things can come from abiding in Jesus. Abiding in Jesus is like a mother who sets up play dates with those she wants her kids to be around. In the heavenly sense of that illustration, it looks like God the Father who sent his Son to us. And while your mother hoped those kids would be a good influence upon you, God the Father has a greater hope in the influence of his Son. Now, I bet you hadn't thought about Jesus' incarnation as a salvific playdate before, but here we are. Of course, I kid. But what is no joke is that Jesus becomes a friend to sinners. And we sinners become friends with Jesus. At least that's the Father's plan. But like any budding teenager will tell you, it's complicated. You see, the friendship with Jesus always begins one-sidedly. In today's reading, Jesus says, You did not choose me, but I chose you. So there you go. This friendship thing isn't obvious at first. But like mom and dad knows best, here God the Father knows better than we do who Jesus should be to us. God knows what true friendship is. We, however, look at friendship from a variety of perspectives, and not all of them are all that good. Friendship, when you look it up in the dictionary, is uh, oddly defined But perhaps the best description is the simplest. A friend is a person who is good for you. A friend is a person who is good for you. At least that's what a trustworthy friendship should mean. Someone you trust as trustworthy and good. Of course, when we consider what that means, Jesus' friendship appears on first glance 
to mean more to us than our friendship could ever mean to him. It appears that we get something out of his friendship that is impossible for him to get out of, uh, to get, uh, to get from us. That is, Jesus is always trustworthy and good while we are not. But before we consider this to be a purely lopsided friendship, listen to how Jesus describes our friendship with him. He says this from our text today. No longer do I call you servants. And actually here in the Greek, it's better rendered as slaves. No longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Now this might be unappealing language. And certainly in the context of any other friendship, you'd be right. Who formally calls their friends servants or slaves? Or describes themselves as their master? Of course, only Jesus can speak about us in this way. Because who he is to us is both our master and our friend. To us, he is both God and friend to sinners. The reason we were servants or slaves is not due to the racial tensions which certainly exist in our world today, in world history, of course, at large. The enslavement that Jesus refers to here is due to our human tension with God, called sin. And it began when we betrayed our creator and all of his love and trust that he placed in us. The fruit of the forbidden tree in Eden's garden now bears its ugly poison. We have become unfriendly toward God and man. We are despisers of truth, sons of disobedience, the scriptures call us. And by our fall into sin, we have become slaves to both Satan and God. So we have made for ourselves two masters. And Jesus has warned us against such a thing. He says this from Matthew's uh, gospel. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and worldly riches. Our friendship with God is not so much a lopsided thing, but a friendship with distinction. God's friendship with you is unlike anything else in this world. He is a good master who has befriended you with his love while Satan, Satan continues to despise you and adorn you with worldly riches like idolatry and covetousness in order to blind you so that, you may continue, so that he may continue to rule over you as a wicked master. Satan is like that fake friend you just can't walk away from because he gives you good things. But at the same time, he also ignores you, and he uses you, and despises you, and hates you. In short, fake friends are not good company. He's not good for you. Remember that definition of friendship, a person that is good for you. Jesus is good for you. His is a true friendship. In fact, it's his friendship that makes what he commands not a law, but the fruits of his gospel. This is my commandment, Jesus says, that you love one another as I have loved you. 
Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Jesus commands us as a master who has befriended us from his incarnation to the cross. He has laid down his life for us sinners and turned us from slaves to free men. And from our freedom, we are to love as he loved us and forgave all of our sins we also freely forgive. We are to take our friendship of Jesus with Jesus to others, giving all of ourselves to the cause of freeing others by the gospel of our good master and faithful friend Jesus. The world needs what we have, freedom from the bondage of that fake friend, Satan. The world needs a good friend because they are hard to come by. The world needs what you have. The world needs Jesus. So when Jesus says that he both chose and appointed you to go and bear fruit, he's saying that you are to love one another as he loved you, and that by this you fulfill the Father's commandments. We do not fulfill the Father's commandments apart from Jesus. That is impossible. That's what Satan wants you to believe, though, that you can go on in life and do everything apart from God, that you can love without loving God, But in fact, it's from the friendship of Jesus that the fruit of love for others flows. From abiding in faith in Jesus that we go and bear out the commandment to love. Unlike the fake friendship of Satan, whose words deceive and ignore you in your time of need, the friendship of Jesus is filled with God's living and active word. Jesus explains this In his gospel today, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. All that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. Jesus speaks his joy into our hearts and makes them full. This is God's preaching task among us to put his joy into our hearts, that we would love him and our neighbor. Apart from Jesus' word, there is no baptism or Lord's Supper. There is no word of absolution to hear of God's forgiveness. Apart from Jesus, there is no word and no love. But with Jesus, there is his word and love that washes away sins, fills our hearts with the joy of his presence, proclaims our freedom, and declares our forgiveness. Jesus is the best of friends to sinners like us. And in this Easter season, we especially remember how by his resurrection from the dead, we are reconciled to God. We remember how the word became flesh and dwelt among us and how he dwelt among us as our master and our friend, our God and greatest of friends. And that by his greater love, he laid down his life for his friends and saved us. Jesus saved you. In this world, the best of friends are defined by who is good for us. Jesus is great for you and a friend worth abiding in forever. All are deceived by the devil who hear these words of Jesus. If you are my friends, 
if you do what I command you. All are deceived by the devil if they hear that conditional statement that Jesus has in the gospel today. If you do and believe that since we have failed in God's commandments, we are therefore disqualified from the friendship of Jesus. This is a deception from the evil one, that awful friend of lies. And he wants you to believe this. Let none think that the joy of divine love is given to only a favored few of exceptional piety and learning. The Lord has not spoken these words for the benefit of the apostles only, but for us all who believe in him. All the faithful are branches of the vine. Their life is in the spirit and love of Christ. You who do believe have in truth the spirit and love of Christ within you. His will is your will, even as you desire it and have not attained it. It is your will. You ask God's will be done in the Lord's Prayer. You wish it to be your will, even as you fail to do it. Your desire is that the kingdom of God come, even as we fail in God's kingdom now. You believe in Jesus. You trust in Jesus. And you have his word that abides in you. Do not believe the lie of Satan. He is not your friend. Satan would have us reason out God's love for us proportionally to our failures, to the failures of our flesh, and disqualify us from his grace. But you are not Christians and friends of Jesus through reason, but by faith. And if through faith, then it is by grace that you have been saved and that you are a friend of Jesus. This is a great and glorious gospel. This is the best of good news that any friend could speak or tell us. Finally, see how friendship in Christ is again provided and strengthened by his word that binds us as one in him and abides in us as love to the world. See how all manner of love and friendship belongs and abounds by grace from our friend's word and his sacraments. As that familiar hymn confesses, so do we. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. Your friend, our friend Jesus, has bore all our sins and griefs. He has made us to be part of his family, and he has bid us to go and bear the fruit of his love in his name, to everyone, everywhere. In the name of Jesus, amen.